now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great. Filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. My name is Helen. I'm Janet. And I'm Mel. A few years ago, during this festive time of the year, our good friend Helen played Cupid for both Janet and myself. She set us up on blind dates and it was a holiday to remember. Even though nothing came into fruition, we eventually found romance. In a recent episode, we talked about our brand new relationships in detail. But now we want to hear from Helen and her boo, Phil, to hear their perspective about what it's like to be in a relationship for eight plus years. We got a sneak peek into this episode and I just want to say, damn, I really enjoyed and respected how open and detailed they both got on this episode. The conversation felt incredibly authentic and I appreciate the rawness of this episode because even though personally I've just begun getting into a more serious relationship, I related a lot to what each of them shared because a lot of what they were talking about is, you know, what it's like to be in transition in a relationship. And I think a lot of people who are in relationships, no matter what stage you're at, can really resonate with their thoughts. Mm-hmm. I totally agree, Jay. So let's dive into this episode between Helen and Phil to get some insight of what love is like for a couple that has been together for over eight plus years and has recently expanded their family. Hello, everyone. It's Helen here. And Philip. And I have a list of questions here that Mel and Janet put together for us. It's pretty crazy that we've been together eight plus years. How long has it been? Is it eight plus? Were they accurate in that? Uh, depends on when you start counting and if you count the off <laughs> months. What's the average? <laughs> accumulated to. Uh, I like to say that we've been uh, dating, I guess, for eight years, but I feel like 2017 is when we like we're on the right track. Mm, you have a very good uh, concept of time and when things happen, so I'll, I'll trust you on that. The first question here, and Mel literally wrote here, LOL, Mel knows I hate this question, but since you are both super busy people and parents, how are you doing lately? Really though, how are you doing that is the first question that we'll start with. How are you doing? How are you doing? You, you start. You can go first. Oh, you want, you want me to go first? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people lately have been asking, how are you doing or how are things with the baby? And I kind of just like, I kind of feel like just a tip to anyone talking to new parents, like don't ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> like I know it comes Why from- Why do I find that so funny? I know it comes from a good place and I'm not trying to like be mean, but like- 
I literally, when people ask me that, I don't know what to say because it's impossible to succinctly answer that. That's so true. And I, I want to tell them. It's not that like, I actually appreciate that they're asking and caring. Right. But if you really care, I'm like, do you right. have like an hour? Do you, you, you want to talk? I come off because I, I, usually I feel like what is at the top of your mind is something that might have just happened that maybe didn't go so well and you're focused on that you're like ooh, it's not going very well in the moment but then you don't want to say that either because in general it's going fine and it's like what do you end up just so you just end up saying something super fake like everything's fine yeah it's good it's good it's good it's rough it's good you hear a tinge of like uh you know there's more to talk about so so you just asked me this question or i guess technically mel just asked this question i hate this question and um fine we <laughs> we are doing fine but thankfully we do have an entire podcast here to to really get into it so um i would say more recently it's been more rough than normal uh perhaps it's the season and just like so many things so many expectations um work and personal life uh and also you know our boy just being a little bit more active now and needing things in a different way mm-hmm. yeah just um very tense, very uh, disjointed a little bit. Mm, that's a good way to put it. I think recording this episode is coming at a very unique time in our lives, a time that we're never going to get back. At this time of the recording, we are actually exactly one year from when our son was born. Well, one year one year from when you first went into the hospital, yeah. Yeah, a year it's ago, I was crazy. in pain. I was like, give me that epidural. I need it. So I feel like we're veteran parents now, but also still so new into all of this. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I don't consider myself a veteran. Uh, I I can re- I feel like I can definitely relate to people, but um, yeah, like obviously people that have multiple kids or have older kids, um, they've seen a lot of other things. Yes, so relative. Everything is relative. Relative yeah. to brand newborn parents, I feel yeah. like we're sort of veterans now. True. So we have gone a full year, and I feel like. I feel like the high of a newborn and the high of experiencing any major life transition like we did in those first few months, all of that is starting to to fade a little bit. Like certain things are starting to settle and we've reached a point where we can actually reflect. We have the ability to reflect on this past year and you know what it's truly meant for us. And we were actually supposed to record this episode last week, but upon looking at this outline that Mel and Janet had created for us, it was the first time that we actually had a moment to sit down and think to ourselves, like, how am I? How am I really feeling? Like, how are you? And we were literally about to start recording, but I think what took me aback was that, you know, we were kind of on on different pages there. I did feel a bit wary to record this episode because I tend to like to have this narrative arc built out, the incident, the rising action, the climax, the success or failure, the resolution, what we learned from it, so that I can sort of share the story with insightfulness. But I feel like where we are right now is we're we're in the middle of dealing with certain emotions right now, right? Yeah, there's, I don't don't know if there's going to be a message at the end of this or... Uh, resolution really but yeah last week uh yeah we i just wasn't i wasn't in the right mood or mindset and i don't know we ended up having like a a fight (laughs) (laughs) i'm not about the episode but just about other things going on and yeah yeah and and there was a point where i thought to myself like okay let's just not do this episode at all until we get to a softer landing because because i know we will 
And at the same time, I kind of do want to capture these raw emotions as we're feeling them. It's like, it doesn't make sense in the moment, maybe what we're feeling, but one day it will make sense. And perhaps a lot more people, new parents, people in relationships are going through the same thing, you know, as us right now. So to answer this question, I would say that a week ago, um, I see how are you really doing as two layers, sort of the surface level feelings, which are usually the most intensely felt feelings, but they're also fleeting and temporary, but they also dictate your mood in any moment. Um, And then you get the deeper level of like, how are you really doing, right? And I felt like my surface level feelings last week and now have been stressed, were stressed. The holidays are an even more intensely involved time now with all the memories that, you know, I do want to create for our family and for our baby and for our friends. I think I used to be a little bit more chill. (laughs) You can correct me if I'm wrong there. I think I used to be a little bit more chill, but there's this intense feeling of responsibility now as a mom to create family traditions and memories for us and our baby. And, And I think I'm still trying to figure out who I am in this new identity and where these feelings are so intensely coming from and how I can be a mom that I want to be just without all the stress that is coming with it. So it's a balance, but I think it's also just coming into this new identity and trying to figure out how I'm supposed to operate with myself in in this period of my life. Yeah, and I I see you wrestling with that or maybe not wrestling but i see you kind of bouncing back and forth and i think um part of like what our conversation was last week and what i still feel is that um you know it is very heavily in the mom mode i want to be this super mom that you know makes all these great memories and traditions and events and things and i understand why we're in that mindset in that mode um, but I, I definitely, you know, I'm thinking a lot these days about like um, not losing yourself too much into the, 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 the child, into this role of mother, which is going to be your title forever. But um, you're right. I think not to say that you were more chill before, but you were definitely other things before. You are new things now. They're great things. Sure. But there is this, I think, balance of of identity that I think both of us are still uh, struggling with Um, because yeah, one year is not that long, but yeah, there's been an incredible change in our lives um, that we're more used to now. I think, Mm -hmm. I think we're Mm -hmm. used to the change and we have a process and, and we're at peace with it um, and we are loving it, but it's also a change that is just like, we're still unexpected. It still feels uncertain of where it's going like Mm. where we're going to land and i think like both things can be true i can be very grateful and happy to be a father and to see you as a mother but i can also be worried and scared about you know what type of parents we're going to be what type of where's our marriage headed what type of relationship you know we're evolving into so i think yeah but as long as i think we're communicating and we're um you know wanting the best from each other and for each other i think that's where the difference is yeah and i think these are all very real questions that people new parents i think especially should communicate about it's just it's so hard to find time to just sit down and like really talk to each other to say how are you actually doing 
you know it's 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 also really hard to answer it honestly with your partner also i feel like you and i before the baby definitely like we i think in general we're relatively good communicators um but i think like you know pre-baby sure when you're you know asking your partner how they feel you want to be not on eggshells but you want to be careful you of how you respond you want to be mindful of their feelings or where they what you know what where they're coming from i feel like when with the baby in, involved though it's even more like at least for me like hearing your answer and how i respond to your answers like it's very you have to be v- even more careful because everyone's emotions are even mm-hmm. like more delicate mm-hmm. um and i feel as like the whatever father husband man however you want to go about that but like i do feel like i'm my role is to be like some kind of emotional stability Mm -hmm. um or like rock and i'm i am i allowed to feel or to waver or to doubt or to question or do i need to just purely be ready down um available all this stuff right so Mm -hmm. even if you get the time to sit down and ask hey how are you really feeling Oh man, sometimes like, are you ready for the actual answer, or are you <laughs> are you really ready to give? The, are they ready to hear your mm-hmm. actual answer? Mm-hmm. So sometimes like you don't even answer correctly. Yeah. Um, so that's that's yeah. another thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you know to continue just like answering this question is going to. This tie. is the first bullet too. How are we? Re- <laughs> don't worry, everything else is a little oh bit more uh, more chill. I know. I feel well, like we're like jumping. Well, no, right that's into the thing. It. Like literally, we start off with like, do you really want to ask how we're really feeling? Do you have an hour, and look, we are still going on I can this. Like, so don't ask people this unless you're ready to hear all this. But you guys are click play, so I guess you're stuck. I mean, I think just to answer the other side of that question of what I was saying earlier, how there's like this multi-tiered response to the question of how are you feeling? There's a surface level response and then there's a deeper level of it. I think if you dig beyond the surface level, just for me, it was just stress, right? Last week, I would say that if I were to answer this question before we even had the conversation about like, how are you doing? I was in a much brighter, brighter place. I actually felt very, very content with my life and not in a bad, like I need to reinvent myself because I'm stagnant kind of way. Like I felt, I felt very much at peace. I felt like this is everything that I've wanted when I was a little girl and we're here now and I'm incredibly grateful for our home, for our moms, for our neighborhood, for our baby, for the air we breathe. And I, I definitely still do feel that way, but I think when I heard the, you know, the below the surface answer from you as my partner that, you know, maybe you weren't doing so great as much as as I want to be a rock for you in those moments, it kind of it shatters my world a little bit that you're struggling. So, ever since last week, I feel like my world has has been a, a little bit shaken up too because you matter just so much to me that it's difficult that to to hear that you're not doing as well as I thought you were doing, you know? And I think that's why it's so important to have these conversations cuz to what you were saying earlier, like you being this this rock of a person, this title that you're taking on and that you just have to be this person for the rest of the family. I know it's hard and unless someone really pulls the answer out of you, I could see you just going on with life and submerging those feelings deep into some well that would be harder and harder to pull out at some point in time 
Yeah, like I feel like these last couple months specifically have given me a glimpse or an idea as to why dads become dads or why wives, What do you mean by dads? Like the like let's say the the stoic dad or like the resolute kind of dad or mm-hmm. the like yeah, like the emotionless whatever, right? Like they just become because perhaps they feel like they can't express themselves so they go further and further and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure we a lot of us have these types of fathers where we're like, "Oh yeah, I have no idea what they actually think or feel." Yeah. You know, I know my dad, but like I don't really know my dad, right? And I'm I'm like, "Oh, I can see how this could evolve to that if I don't catch myself mm-hmm. or if I don't have a partner that's willing to listen or or help me through it or mm-hmm. be willing to um be there for me and pull it out of me." Um, and I could also get a glimpse of like, oh, a couple, a few decisions off and like I can see how a husband and wife could really start to have a, a, a widening gap or distance between them. And it's very, it's a very slippery slope, I think, to go down if you are, if, if you're starting to have these feelings and you're not sharing it or communicating or listening with love to the mm-hmm. other person. Um, and this is just in year one. So imagine compounding it. Like how I'm feeling now. Imagine if we're not dealing with it. Another year goes by. Another year goes by. And it's like a, it's like scar tissue just bearing this wound underneath, you know. And it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, you, you should never let these issues or feelings be suppressed because the pressure of it wanting to come out is just going to get greater and greater. And and it could come out in a very like bad way. So it's it's good to it's good for it to be explored and and. Um, brought to the surface um more more frequently i guess For sure yeah and I'm, i don't know if you touched upon exactly you know what we had talked about last week um and when i asked you you know how are you really doing i feel like the the main thing that you were focused on is more about us right it's like you miss us yeah i, I miss you yeah i miss you and i think that's the thing where you know, my initial reaction was like, what do you mean? I'm here. I'm Helen. It's still me. No, like, you're, not you're, you're not here. You're not here. You're not here. I'm deep in the world of figuring out this identity of being a new mom. And I, I can see how, I mean, time is so finite. It's so limited that if I'm putting so much energy into that area of my life, I'm definitely not putting as much time into what it, what we just were before. Well, well, I mean, I have to like catch myself and I can already hear other moms that are listening to this and hearing me say, I miss you and I'm whatever, like I get it. Like, and I, I don't, I, there's not a part of me that's like, I want you to be less of that. Like I, I love seeing you as a mother. I love seeing you as a mother to our ch- our child. I love that you're my wife and that you're taking on so much to be a great mom and when I say I miss you, it's not like this, oh, I hate my life now or I I don't want this life. I think it's just more just sentimental. It's more just nostalgic. That's yeah. really all it is. You know, I'm not like comparing that I want one over the other. It's just like, yeah, yeah we do get so little time together. Yeah. There's the time that I have with you I love, you know, and I loved you first, you know, <laughs> like so, um, yeah, just... <laughs> I'm just nostalgic for that. That's all. I'm gonna play that back for our baby in the future. No, that's Daddy gonna. Loves me more no, that's gonna give you. them like issues. <laughs> like, 
I mean, once I kind of um, settled from my initial reaction of like, oh my gosh, my world is shattering because you're sad. Like I just listening to your why and why you're feeling that way. I mean, yeah, I miss, I miss you too. I think for me, maybe I'm just the type of person to be so just hyper-focused on the present and what I have to deal with and my responsibilities and priorities in the moment that I'm like, oh, I mean, you've said this before too. It's like, I'll see you later. You know, I'll see you on the other side. Yeah. I'll see you when we're retired. And for you, you're like, I don't want that. I want to continue to see you throughout all of these years. Yeah. And how do we intentionally do that within our relationship so that we can keep fortifying our relationship rather than seeing it deteriorate just to, uh, just to, to raise a just kid. to raise you know yeah. a child. Yeah. How do so. we how do we do it as we're raising a child? Right. right. As we're building a family. Yeah. And I think. I think it's it's definitely possible. Like people are able to do it, and of course, every family has their own struggles. And I think we're just you know at that phase where um, we're we're transitioning. I think once again, I think like when we were in like newborn newborn phase, it was like you know just put your head down, just get through this push through survival mode. And now we survived, you know, and now we're starting to think about like oh what is what is our life actually like with a kid <laughs> with a, with with like not just this like organism we have to keep alive but now it's like how do we coexist with like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. another member of our family right. kind of thing yeah and again i think you know we're talking about it very much in real time right now and i'm excited to hear back on this episode one day and be like look at us sounding like such noobs yeah we had nothing to worry about yeah for sure no yeah and yeah i'm i feel very naive but at the same time like i'm i'm allowed to be like i'm yeah this is part of going through it you know yeah yeah i'm glad to be going through it with you same all right question number two jeez Should we, like, knock down some of these questions? I don't know. We can answer fast. I mean, how are you doing is a very broad... Like, we didn't even talk about, like, how, like, my career and work is affecting <laughs> my mood, too. Like, in my, my my feelings of unsettledness and, like, I'm sure that's affecting my mood that I bring home, too, you know? So, yeah. Okay. Never mind. We're, do- we're doing great. We're doing this great. This is not my <laughs> podcast. This is your podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to close that part out by saying that I, I still feel very much at peace with I, where I am in life. I think um, this is everything that I have always wanted. I think we've always had um, tiffs and hiccups here and there, and we've always worked through it. And I'm glad that you communicated with me exactly how you're feeling so that I can be more aware of it. Because I, I am also aware that I can be very tunnel visioned in um and things i'm gonna play that part back every time we have an argument i'm just gonna have that say that clip saved on my phone Um. (laughs) (laughs) all right next question how long have you been with each other didn't we just answer this earlier it's been about 20 between 2013 to 2017 is when we started here's 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 the actual timeline for people want to know 2013 you moved to LA in October of 2013. We reconnected, went on like a date or two, and then uh, we were trans- there, was, there were transitions that were happening in other relationships. And then 2014, we started dating, but then from 2014 through 2016, we were on and off. Mm-hmm. So on for a few months, off for a few months, yeah. on for a few months. And After then, those months. And then 2017 is when we, I guess you could say when we went, when we went steady. 
And we've mm. been steady since, and it has resulted in a son. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember our first date and the thoughts that were going through your mind during it? Did you know you'd end up with me during our first date? Actually, I never asked you that question. Uh, what do I, do I, okay, of course, the first date, um, the first time I like I contact you, yeah, definitely very excited, butterflies, um, you know, you were, I, I would definitely say I was falling for a symptom of like the novelty, um, and you were, you were the new girl that was in town, and I was curious, and I was enamored, you were beautiful, and you were funny, and you were... Yeah, just like exciting to, to see again. I'm um, using all past verbs there, but I mean they're they're very much um, active verbs, um, current verbs, well, <laughs> present verbs. The, the no, those first of all, those are adjectives. <laughs> adjectives. Those are adjectives. <laughs> it's twelve thirty. <laughs> so that's so yeah. I think going on those first dates, I was just like excited to just meet someone new and reconnect. Not meet someone new, but like someone new in my life, kind of, and reconnect. And I think. Did I know I'd end up with you during our first date? No, I don't think so. I think I had so much self-doubt in myself at the time of um, if I could even handle long-term relationships at all or if I'm um, destined to be alone and a tortured artist or whatever. Like I was going through something else at that time. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. a lot of me felt like I wasn't worthy to have a long-term relationship um, because I always mess it up or I hurt people. Yeah, I wasn't really thinking about like long term. Maybe there was something deep down inside of me that knew or really wanted you to be the long term because kind of like a rubber band, like the further you pull it apart, the more it wants to go back. And there's something where I'm like, why am I resisting this like very, very deep gut feeling that I want to be with her? Um, so that kind of developed over the next few years. Hmm. do you remember our first date and what the thoughts yeah i i do it was kind of like strangers again for those of you who have watched that uh we went on a run at the la historic park where uh, before it was renovated it was just like this dirt circular path and we ran around it um and i remember it, it was a struggle for you so i was like i he is not the one um but <laughs> i remember we just had a really good conversation and i was nervous but i also felt pretty comfortable and you weren't very forward i remember that um i knew it was a date but you didn't like hold my hand or anything you didn't try to brush my hand it was very innocent very platonic but i i left a date with butterflies and i liked you more than before the date for sure and then yes after our run we basically parted ways around like it was like 2 p.m and an hour or two later, you texted me and you were like, are you free for dinner? So I remember being very giddy. I was very excited that you wanted to see me again so soon because I couldn't tell if you were enjoying our running date or not. You were tired and... Well, yeah, I guess like running is not a very good first date because you're just like... Yeah, you were like, trying to talk to each other and then well, also run away get, from each you other. Can, you can talk. It's just, yeah, like... It was like a jog. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so we went to downtown to this French restaurant. You were trying to get some brownie points there with me bringing me to a french restaurant i don't think we've ever been to a french restaurant since have we it wasn't a fresh restaurant it was like a french like wine bar like it was small yeah. bites yeah yeah but the food ended up being terrible yeah and i remember you were annoyed about that yeah, i don't like and french food you were <laughs> i don't like french cuisine yes you were you're in a mood um 
and it I, I remember it making me feel uncomfortable and that was a takeaway from that first dinner date yikes <laughs> i had a lot of things on my mind at the time yeah 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 so uh during that first date i would say that no i actually did not think that i would end up with you because i was like oh my gosh is this how this guy is mm. i can't be with a guy like that mm. it's funny like yeah that you're saying that i came off in like kind of like a negative moody way but in right. my mind I, I was very excited and maybe the thing is like i didn't i wasn't allowing myself to be excited mm-hmm. i think because of what i was going through at the time i almost felt like i like shouldn't be even seeing you yeah or you didn't deserve happiness yeah or, yeah to yeah. be excited yeah i mean all of that now i understand and it makes sense um but actually after that date we ended up just going to uh, my apartment's like communal fireplace and we talked for a whole night and yeah. that's when I was like okay maybe I do like him again so it was a very back and forth situation even on that first date <laughs> I think the fire the, the fire pit was like two days later oh, I, was... I think I picked you up from like you finished like a an, uh, a happy hour with your coworkers or something hmm. you were so young back then Okay, I think about that, like you were 25. That's crazy. I think when I meet 25 year olds and I'm like, you are a child. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Like I was, I was going after a child. I mean, you were 29? I was 28. You were 28. Sure. You were also a child. Yeah, I guess so. 20 is, 20 is like super young too. There are like 25 year olds listening right now. Yeah. Like, no, we're not children. <laughs> it's because everything's relative. We're 35 now, okay? 38. 38. <laughs> I don't know about you, but it feels like a lot of my friends are now getting on that baby train. If you have a friend who is also expecting or have little ones still in diapers, I always recommend Pampers Swaddlers. With Pampers Swaddlers, you can also rest assured that this diaper will prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Swaddlers has dual leak guard barriers at the legs to help protect where leaks happen most. And they have a blowout barrier, which is an innovative back pocket built into the diaper to help prevent those messy leaks up the back. Did you know that on average, babies will use up to 8,000 plus diapers before becoming potty trained? That is a lot. That's why Pampers Diaper Stash is the hottest baby gift for 2024. So give a gift to a loved one that says, we see you and we've got you. Pampers Diaper Stash is an online diaper fund that all parents with little ones will love. You can organize friends and family to contribute to a group gift of an online stockpile that never has to run out. Pampers Diaper Stash is great because it takes the guesswork out of choosing what size and how many diapers to gift. It's so easy to do, and it's the gift that always fits. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. 
How did you know things were getting serious? How did you know each other were the last? You go first. The last. I think for me, we had been through so many ups and downs in our relationship, yet every single time we continued to keep choosing one another. It honestly just kind of came down to that. I think in any relationship, it just takes one person to walk away or to stop trying. And that relationship is kaput. It's it's done. There's no CPRing it, reviving it back to life. And for us, despite how heavy some of our arguments did get, we always talked it out and we compromised little by little because we are stubborn as individuals, but we kept choosing each other. We kept compromising. And like you said, the rubber band that keeps snapping back or, you know, two magnets that are just inseparable. That's how I felt we were. And over time we calibrated and we started to argue less and work out the kinks. And I think after multiple of those sessions, that's when I knew that no matter what we go through, our relationship stood many tests of time and that we could make this work. I want to clarify. It sounds like you're making it sound like we like argued a lot. I feel like we argued a lot. <laughs> what I want to clarify though is that sure, we did have a, an ample amount of arguments. <laughs> is that not a lot? And um, and I have even, I remember even in those arguments saying like, I had never argued with any of my previous girlfriends as much as I did with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, I fell asleep in some of those arguments because we argued so much. <laughs> but it's weird because I don't want to give like, like potentially bad advice where it's like, because what I'm, what I'm about to say is I feel like we argued as much as we did because we wanted each other so bad yeah. to, to be the one. Right. And so when one thing wasn't right, at least for me, I projected and I was like, oh my gosh, if you're going to be the one, you can't be like this, please. I really want it to be you. And then it would turn into like an, an argument about like expectations being off, right? Um, and obviously like, again, this is where like I don't want to, I don't want it to sound like I'm giving bad advice where it's like, oh, you just got to just push through and, and place these expectations on people, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's not, like I, I, like I said, <laughs> it's funny, in, in Strangers Never Again, there's a line that literally came from this period of time, actually. And it's it's the, like, there's a thin line between a relationship that needs work and a relationship that doesn't work. And I feel like I discovered that line during the, these these years that you and I were on and off, like I remember coming up with that line and like, okay, I need to save that because and for a few years it finally came out. But I'm like, I feel like I'm I'm really tread like treading this line right now of like, is this a situation where these arguments and the work that we're supposed to put in is not worth it or it's not it's not going to go anywhere? Um, and yeah, this this relationship just doesn't work despite how much you're trying. Or is this like, hey, push through, listen to each other, um, try to try to make adjustments, um, and yeah, just do the work because every relationship takes work. That's what I was kind of going back and forth on, and eventually I realized that when we kept coming back to each other, when we couldn't stop talking to each other and communicating to each other, we couldn't stop thinking about each other. Uh, I'm like, okay, this is clearly something where it's like, we just, we have to make this work because we are never going to leave each other alone. <laughs> we are, we are always going to be thinking about each other. Stop for looking one, at my Snapchat and not talking to me. For one reason or another. So it's like clearly just work it out. Otherwise, like, 
yeah, you guys are just kidding yourselves. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a very strange, like, magneticness to our relationship that I don't think I'd ever felt with anyone else before. Yeah, I even said, like, if I had the same amount of arguments with, like, any of my other exes or whatever, like, we, we like, would split up. Yeah. And I, I, and I would know that that was the right decision. Yeah. But, yeah, there was something, yeah, maybe. And, again, this is, like, about timing. It's about... Um, past experiences and learning what you need and what you want. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, is there anything that you learned from that period of time when we, where we were going so much back and forth? And even you saying that back then you were doing a lot of picking and prodding and projecting. Is there advice that you would give yourself back then? I mean, I, yeah, this is not my podcast. <laughs> I could spend a series about that. <laughs> just like, because I feel like what, what I might have been going through is I don't know how many other guys can relate to or not, but like, yeah, there's a a number of things that I was feeling in terms of like guilt of past relationships or personal things that have to deal with my family and my own parents and just expecting that relationships don't last. There's a lot of, a lot of weird things. So Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to just prescribe something right now Mm -hmm. or say like, this is the one thing I learned. You just have deep answers to all your questions. (laughs) How are you and this one? I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, because I think also a lot of what we went through is is specific to like my my own dating history, right? right? Yeah. So if another guy has not gone through the exact same kind of experiences, it's hard. But yeah. in general, like, I don't know, come back to me on that one. And like, go watch Strangers Never Again. <laughs> oh, I think you need to write a book. <laughs> I, I put a lot of, I put, no, honestly, I put a lot into Strangers Never Again. I put a lot into Accumulated, those mm-hmm. two shorts. Mm-hmm. And I put a lot into uh, Untouchables. Like those 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 projects like dealt with a lot of what I was going through at the time. Mm-hmm. This is not a Wong Fu plug <laughs> episode. Let's bring it back to you, please. All right. The next topic is love and reality. Isn't this all love and reality? <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite thing about each other? You go first. Why? Because you can't think of something right now? No, because I want to give you the space to answer. <laughs> okay. Um, I love that I can feel so comfortable around you. I feel like Same. you are my feeling of home. You are literally, and on many occasions, the only person that I look for in a crowded room to be my anchor. Um, I can talk to you literally about anything and everything. And even when I myself feel hella gross, like me without makeup on, walking around with my hair a mess and my nursing bra with a massive stain on it, I just feel so unsexy. But you, for some reason, are still like turned on by it. (laughs) And you make me feel sexy somehow and confident. Mm. And I really appreciate that. I also think one of the best qualities about you and one of my favorite things is your integrity and your passion how driven you are to make your dreams a reality it's inspiring so many people are inspired by you and i am also inspired by sheer proximity to you so um i also think that above all given the many challenges of parenthood something that i've grown to see in you um and something that we've talked about before too is that I not only love you, like, I really like you. Like, we, like, you have to like each other. We've said this before, but, like, I do really like you. Mm -hmm. And that's important. 
Yeah. I feel like when we're not in this mode of holiday stress, it's just so easy with us. Like we will send each other um, memes. I feel like only like we would get, or it's like inside joke stuff. And um, it's like, we're cut from the same cloth sometimes in very certain, in very (laughs) specific areas. I feel like we fit where we need to fit. And then we don't fit where we need to not fit. If that makes sense. Like, Mm. I don't think we're actually very similar. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, in many ways we are not the same Mm -hmm. but in the places where we need to be the same then that's where we're comfortable with each other and we can have the same humor or make the same observations or whatever but yeah there's there's a lot of things about us that are not the same that very specific combo is what makes uh is what makes me love you and appreciate you and appreciate our relationship and value our relationship Mm. Because I think it's it's like a combination lock, like a super complex lock with everyone, right? Like you meet someone, you're like, like you know, 14 to the right, 10 to the left, and you're just trying to like undo this combo lock. And you can get close and closer to like, you know, the, getting the combination, but our, our specific combination of where we fit and don't. Sorry, I, I kind of feel like I just said the same thing like three times, but. I like, I like that analogy though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brought me back to high school locker puppy love days. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. My favorite thing about you is there's no one favorite thing. I think your personality. You have a really great personality. It's magnetic. No. It's, uh, it's silly, but it can be responsible and classy, and people like look up to you too. So, it's not just pure chaos either. So, <laughs> yeah. You think I'm cute? Chaos. I'm saying it's not pure chaos. <laughs> but hmm. There's moments where it could be chaotic and just like, yeah, you're like you're not serious enough, but you you can turn it on when you need to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. I it's like it's like answer. that. It's like it goes. It all goes back to combo and balance. Like you know, lady in the streets, freak in the sheets. Like you got to have like best of both worlds kind of thing. All right. Well, that's How right. Do, how do we keep the magic or spark alive in a relationship? Has that changed since having our son? Yeah, it has. <laughs> it has definitely changed. I don't think we need to get into details of the dirty things, but time is much more limited now. Time and energy. Yeah. I think the spark for me is definitely still there. Like sometimes I catch myself looking at you and just thinking, damn, that's my man. I might not act on it now like I used to or as much as I used to, but that feeling is, it's there. It's just all the responsibilities. And this is a reality, y'all. The responsibilities that muddy the likelihood of anything happening from that point on of having that thought or that feeling, that is different from what it was before. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. And I think to keep the spark alive, I think there actually needs to be a lot of communication, right? At least between us. Like, it's so easy to get lost in parenting that we can so easily feel disconnected from each other. And when we feel disconnected, that is when the spark is usually not there. 
It's also a feeling of connecting with one another so that we feel supported and we feel capable of being our best selves as individuals. Because when you're confident and feeling good about yourself and loving yourself and shining from within, it's it's like a sexy thing. That self-confidence does radiate and the energy is different. So I feel like for us, it's when we're able to feel connected and when we are communicating. But I think that's the thing. Like, I don't feel that confident. I don't feel that sexy these days. And so I think that's kind of what leads into us like, yeah, maybe that spark, maybe not being as like sparky mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right now is because it's also like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm exuding it. And so mm-hmm. even when you see it, if I don't, if I don't feel it because of my energy, my mood or like physically, like how I feel like then it's, it's, that's going to be the dead end right there. Right. right? Yeah. So, um, I'll, I would say that this question or whatever, this, department is a work in progress you know like i know that we have had it um and i think that we're just in a season so i'm not freaking out um and i i I know we have a lot of things on our plate so just get through that you know and i think uh, as things get more balanced you know i know that in this department it's going to be very easy to (laughs) to unlock because yeah i same thing i i check you out all the time and i like it what i see I uh, separately, I also feel like when you do things for me now to, you know, just help me out by taking things off my plate, that has gotten a lot sexier. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that to be sexy. <laughs> Why can't you just be turned on my abs? Okay, I'd rather go get abs than than do than, things than for do, me. Than do my chores. goodness, abs sound like so much harder to achieve. No, because no, I'd rather do that. How has love changed for both of you entering year eight, nine? I would say I feel like it's evolved a lot. I feel like there are many stages of love that you go through with whoever your significant other is at the time, depending on the timing of each of your relationships. Like you have high school love, which is pure puppy love, exploratory love, fun love. College love was like lust love, potential future love, let's have fun and figure out life type of love. And now it feels like we've unlocked this level of love where it's like, teammate love which i feel like you don't like Mm. (laughs) reliance love trust love and it sounds amazing right but it can also sound kind of boring compared to what you just said earlier of the right yeah Yeah. it's a it's it's i feel like though that type of love is still there but it's unlocking this new level like, you never had to really be a teammate with your college sweetheart mm-hmm. or your high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And now this is, this is something that we're definitely getting into the, the New York territory of. If anything, they you were told not to get that serious. Like, you were, like right now, if, if we're like, oh, I'm going to move for my husband's job, it'd be like, yeah, you should. That's, like, what you should do. Right. If, you, if your daughter or son said, hey, I'm going to go to the college that my girlfriend is going to, you'd be like, uh, 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 no, 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 you stop that right there. Like, right. You got to live your life. So, yeah, it's totally different, you know, at each stage in life. I think, like, it's not about the number. It's about, like, what you are doing in those numbers. Like, I I know people that dated for, like, over 10 years, like, from when they were, like, in high school into, you know, their 20s. And it's a very different kind of relationship or progress from someone that's, like, dating in their late 30s, you know. So... I think the big, the the main thing that changed for us was not the length of time, but just like the fact that yeah, we got married and had a child. 
that changed everything. So I actually think it's not really about the length of time. It's about like what phase of life you're you're in, right? I think like if you're if you're like dating later, like in your 30s or something, or late in your 30s, and you're and you're actually trying to get married faster, you're gonna go through that puppy, but dog chase, the lust. And then get to the responsibility a lot faster <laughs> than someone who's like 18 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think for us, yeah, we've we definitely went through all those stages for sure. Um, uh, you know, since we since we first met, and um, yeah, now it's like just very we're, we're it's very responsible love. <laughs> it's like stable love. And um, don't sound so bored, God. And it is good. It's great. Like we have achieved, um, you know, the most beautiful thing, which is having a child together and raising a child together. But I think, yeah, I think it's good for us to recognize that love has different categories, like like you said, and and everything's about balance, right? You can't just you can't just have stability, responsibility, whatever. Like that's mm-hmm. an ingredient for sure. But if like that's all you have you're not feeding another part of your heart or your body that wants the lust or wants the excitement or wants the imagination, right? And I think it's good to keep all those buckets filled um, to a certain degree. Otherwise, I think in terrible cases in other couples or whatever, like people might search for those buckets to be filled in other ways or other people you know, and that's not good. So it's important to like, make sure you and your partner are talking about how you're feeling those different types of love for each other. Mm-hmm. Is that too dark? No, I mean, I think it's important to talk about, yeah, what buckets do you need in your type of love life? Yeah. And that's important to communicate to your significant other. Yeah. I mean, ideally you talked about it before you got married <laughs> also, but True. even, but even that's the thing, even though we got married, and made that commitment it's developed since then too mm-hmm. you know so but i think you know you gotta have that ground lay the groundwork to build on top of It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. we entered a new um, theme here or category. It's called golden moments. Top three moments or memories together. I would say for me, Banff, visiting Banff with you hmm. was one of them. Yeah, that uh, climbing loved. Mount Edith. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was such intense. an incredible yeah. yeah, trip together. One of my favorites. 
felt very connected to you. Two for me, you being by my side when our child was born and the 48 hours in the maternity ward afterwards, the blood, sweat, and tears that were in that room and a crying baby. That was, that was the moment I felt like, damn, like that's my teammate. You are my teammate. Mm -hmm. Third, I have two actually more, two more. Um, when we got engaged in my childhood backyard, you're taking all of mine right now, but okay. I mean, you could insert yourself, but you're not fourth how much you supported me throughout my therapy. Hmm. That was a big one for me. You haven't really even talked about that on the podcast. I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Another time. So yes to all those. I'm going to try to pick three other ones that just like come out of nowhere in my mind. Um, Okay. Actually, no, it's supposed to be top three. Like as in like, these were the great moments, not like just random things. The first three that come to my mind. I mean, we can't sit here forever. It's already 1am. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's definitely all the travel. Like, there's different moments from all the traveling we've done together. Top three that come to your mind right now. Um, walking through an, the super crowded alleyway in Delhi. Oh wow! And just like yeah. the chaos of that, and me feeling like I was literally just on another planet. And, yeah. And just like holding you tight, you know, uh, in this massive crowd, we're the only east asians there yeah. we literally walked down turned a corner to walk down one alley of market like market marketplace yeah. it's just the marketplace yeah, yeah but, but it went on for like a mile yeah we thought we yeah we thought we could just walk walk through but we were like stuck in there. like let's get to the street that's on the other side kind whoa where yeah. is the exit yes pretty wild that's one um cabo was fun my birthday it's almost just traveling stuff it's like, but like um i think like late nights at janet's place drinking with with like all, all of us like abg i'm thinking we're talking about abg mm, you know yeah i just remember like always being very excited to go to janice's place and like hang out and just sit like i feel like in like our early 30s was when we made the transition to being okay just sitting on around a table and just talking and drinking for like five hours yeah. like we didn't have to go out anywhere we could just sit and i'm like oh my god we are now our parents yeah because <laughs> they yeah. could just sit and just talk and i'm yeah. like as a kid you're like why aren't you guys playing <laughs> you yeah know? yeah all right what song movie or book would be the most like our relationship i feel like you are just gonna pull out some taylor swift song right now sparks fly style dancing with her hands tied begin again shall i go on <laughs> Do you have this prepared or you No, that, about... that I was ready to go. Whoa, okay. <laughs> no, I, I go back to those songs. Zed. <laughs> Zed, Clarity. Clarity. You are a piece of me. I wish I didn't need. Hold on, we're going home. That's a good one, Drake. Just hold on, we're going home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What are you the most proud of as a couple? I am going to say that I'm most proud of the fact that we got through our first year together as parents. Just earlier today, I was holding our baby to sleep because he's a little sick, so I didn't want to just like drop him in the crib tonight. And I was just crying my eyes out so hard, hugging him. And I was processing the feelings of what I was going through. Like, why am I even crying right now? And the one, and the one word that kept standing out to me was proud. Just very proud of us mm-hmm. for getting here, for getting him here, for him being in our, my arms and being such an incredible baby and we survived a year yeah um i'm going to take it back one year i'm actually i feel like 2021 was like our most my most proud collection of accomplishments i think we had the most insane transitions in that year 
not only just getting a new house, but like completely renovating it. You got pregnant that year. We got married like officially that year. Um, had to get like new everything, new furniture, new car, new. It was just such a massive undertaking, I think, for us as like us leveling up, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, and we, we, we pushed through, we made through that. And you were pregnant during that time. So to me, like... When I think couple, like like pre-baby, I'm like, that was like us cramming so much personal couple growth into one year. Mm-hmm. It was a very eventful year. Yeah. Any last comments that you want to say to each other? I will say that um, I appreciate you a lot. It's crazy to think that we've only been together eight, ten years, eight to ten years, and or I guess in your mind, and we just have so we just have so many years ahead of us i honestly wouldn't want to spend these next 50 to 60 years with anyone else so you think i'm gonna make it to 98 jesus yeah dude modern technology modern medicine so i mean i feel like i lucked out i'm excited to finally you know fulfill one day that hey there young man persona when i'm 60 plus with you you know, so I don't know. I'm just, yeah, it's crazy that it's only been such a short period of time that we've actually known each other in the the length of how much longer we're going to, we're going to be together. Uh, I want to say, I guess, thanks for bringing me onto this episode. Thanks for letting me share my side of things. You have, um, you, Jen and Mel have been so supportive of like what dads, you know, are going through too and mindful of it and uh your followers and your fans are also so supportive of us as a couple and as parents and yeah i'm just really grateful that we have the opportunity or i have the opportunity to share i want people to know uh just how difficult this stage is but also how rewarding it can be and um yeah i'm just really grateful for you babe and happy anniversary of going to labor while you're holding um our boy to sleep uh i was also watching videos of that that night and uh just bringing me back and just how much you've given to him to me to us as a family is something i i will never forget and i'll always value and appreciate and hold you to the highest for so thank you thanks for letting me be here If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash support, or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube, where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called Dear ABG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is at asianbossgirl. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree in our link in bio and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. And with that, we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye. Bye.